Welcome to the Coaches Show. I'm your host, Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. I have a very special guest today. It's the head softball coach at Summit High School, Miss Jenny Stevenson. Coach, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's excited to talk today about Summit Softball at, at the time of, the, of this show. 17 and 6, 11 and 3 in the district, solidly in second place behind Dixon County. And coach, and looking at your season, uh, out of district, some really big wins. Obviously, you've had some big wins in the league with, uh, with 11 wins. Yeah. But you've had wins over programs that people recognize. You know, the Saudi Daisy uh, name kind of stood out to me. But Smyrna, Creekwood, Clarksville. And then we, we talked about Dixon County. They have a nice team. They have one loss in the district. That's to your team. So, so far, so good, coach. Yes, we are really excited. We're having a great season. Like you said, we've had some really big wins. Um, so I feel like, you know, we have all the pieces to compete, at, you know, at, at the highest level this year. So it's been a great season. Coach, talk about this, because I know in softball, uh, I worked there with Erica Powell, who's the head coach at Brentwood during our time at Beach. And of course, that Beach program is a program that's been really good, not only uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, but the whole state as well. But something I always new softball was getting started those huge play day events that's yeah. been a little bit different this year hasn't it yeah that was really frustrating to have to start the season without those days because that's really when you can kind of look at some different lineups look at girls in different positions and and you kind of start off bonding quickly because you spend all day together on the softball field a couple Saturdays in a row so that was really frustrating. I know um, we had some umpires talk to us about our pitch calling being too slow and um, in some of our first couple games. And I'm like, well, they didn't let us do play days today to get all those kinks worked out. So it was definitely a slower start to the season than we were used to. Well, and I, it's interesting you mentioned the thing about getting the kinks worked out because I've heard that from officials talking about other sports and they have said what you just said. You know, honestly, once we entered district play, teams weren't really where they normally are so they are tending to peak a little bit later in the year so I've heard that myself at my level yeah yeah it, it really was like we had a couple umpires talk to us and and I said to them hey this is this is her first time that you know to call pitches this is our pitcher's first game out this is you know it you, you need that practice time so it was um, frustrating to start that way this year we started with the district game which we never do. We normally schedule a couple non-districts before, um, but just with the way the season started, the week of spring break, you know, we started with the we started with the district game. So you are you are in from the very beginning. Coach, before we move on, let's talk a little bit about your background in softball and as the head coach at Summit. You're now entering your fifth season as head coach at Summit. I'm sure time has gone by pretty quickly for you. Yeah, it really has. I can't believe it's the fifth year already, um, but I have loved it. I've coached a lot of these girls in middle school still. There's a few left that I got to coach in middle school. So it's, um, it's, been, a, it's been a special five years to get to be at high school and, um, and coaching, you know, some of the girls that I've known since sixth grade. Well, let's talk to, to about that and let our audience know. You, you teach at Spring Station. You have coaching responsibilities at Spring Station, which – really is pretty unique that you're at both levels. Yeah, it really is. I always thought growing up that I would be a high school teacher and a high school coach and kind of fell into a middle school position accidentally um, back at Heritage Middle years ago. 
and uh, quickly realized that I love the middle school age group. I mean, no one's more entertaining than um, a middle school kid. So um, I enjoy teaching the middle school and, and I really love getting to coach high school and have those, you know, more mature conversations and, and you know, lifelong kind of conversations with um, the high school girls. I, I wish we would have talked before. I have a middle school boy and I could have given myself a pep, pep talk and said, okay, he's just entertaining. He's, <laughs> yes. He's just entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell myself too. I have two middle school boys in my house. So um, sometimes I feel like the, the school day runs into the home life very much. <laughs> hey, all I can say is bless you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, let's talk about the season. And again, those games, I mean, you've played, uh, what, 23 games, which mm -hmm. is a normal. That may sound to some people like, oh, that's a lot of games. But this is a normal year. Maybe that's 35 games. Uh, yeah. Last year, th this season, even though it's not quite the same, but we are playing, has to seem maybe uh, a little extra sweet because of what happened last year. Talk about it. And I don't want to bring up bad thoughts now. Don't want to do yeah. that. Talk to our audience about how that worked for you, that you guys had started practice and then the bottom kind of fell out. Yeah. Um, so last year we had um, five seniors and it was the, the group of girls that I started with at six, in sixth grade. And so it was my you know seventh year to coach those girls. And so um, we started, you know, started the season, had the play days, had the tournaments all scheduled, had the Gulf Shores tournament scheduled again, and um, had that week where we were out of school, but they still let us play games a little bit. And then, um, yeah, we had the had the rug pulled out from under us for sure. So that was a really tough year. And I think that it's made me and my team really appreciate each game that we get to play this year. And we do bring that up every now and then, like, you know, when things are hard, you have a loss, you have a bad, you know, day, man, we're lucky to be out here. Like you're getting to do what you love. You didn't get to do this last year. And so kind of forgetting about the stresses of the world and AP exams and all that, like, this is fun. And we get to do this this year. So um, it's kind of helped keep us keep our perspective um, this season, knowing that, you know, the heartache of, of losing last season. Well, and I know you had, talking about that group that you had for such a long period of time, you had pretty high expectations too for your team, right? Oh, we sure did. We, we just knew this, that was going to be our year since we had, you know, made it to the sectionals game two years in a row. And now kind of the, the group that I started with, um, it was really like, it makes sense. Like it's going to be your senior year. You know, this will be the year that we, that we finally make it to state. We make it past that sectionals game kind of third time's a charm. Um, having made it two years in a row. So yeah, that was, that was a, a tough blow for all of us. So I'm excited that, a, you know, a few of the girls are getting to play in college this year. So I, I got to go watch chat States play recently. And it really was like uh, therapy for me to get to see them doing, you know, playing again, like that wasn't the end for them. It was just the end of high school. So it was special. And tell our audience who you have playing there at Chattanooga State. Um, we have Mia Apple playing outfield there. Taylor Penning, she's played some shortstop for them recently. It's been starting there some. Um, Carly Scott's on the roster, but she redshirted this year. Um, so all three of them are getting, you know, getting that college experience this year. Well, and you, you talk about 
uh, Taylor Penning, who's multi-sport athlete. Yes. Brock uh, that you have, she's a pretty special uh, multi-sport athlete too. Oh yeah, she definitely is. Um, we were, I was just talking to her about that yesterday. Um, she can do anything. Uh, she really can. And so um, yesterday I was kind of looking at her at a different position and I said, I know you can do it because you're so athletic. She's tough as nails. She's a competitor. So um, this year, you know, she, she had an injury early on and um, got started a little bit later with us from basketball. And um, I just had to remind her, like, you're Claudette Runk, like step in the box with confidence, like you can do anything, you know? So yeah, she's very special. Coach, let's talk about your team. I mean, you said last year's team's high expectations, but look at how you're performing this year. District, district first place, Dixon County with 13 wins. Your team has 11 wins. And yeah. then from there, it gets a little bit cloudy, but the next most wins for a team is seven wins. So clearly, your team in Dixon County have been the best two. You've got Brentwood and Franklin, both with seven wins. You've got Page and Ravenwood with six wins apiece, Spring Hill with five, and then Independence and Centennial with four and three wins. You and I talked about this before the show, regardless of the finish. Uh, you feel like a lot of teams, because of the parity in the league, have an opportunity to make some noise. Yeah, um, this year I feel like it's been the most competitive um, year for our district. Um, in, you know, in the past there was, you know, a couple teams that had really struggled. And this year I felt like every win was a big deal, you know. Um, Centennial and Indy might be on the bottom based on wins and losses, but they um, they played us really tight. Um, we just played Centennial last week, and it was four to nothing. And we had to we had to fight for those four runs. So um, even though the numbers might not match up, every win it didn't. Even if we run rolled them, it didn't feel like oh I can breathe easy in the dugout right now. Everybody's competitive this year. And tell us about how your tournament is set up. A double elimination tournament two teams move on uh, yeah. to the next. Yes, so it's a double elimination. We were supposed to start Friday, but um, so many teams still had games to get in that we ended up backing it up. So now it's supposed to start Monday, double elimination. It'll be at Centennial High School this year, most of the games. Um, the first round will be at Higher Seeds, but then after that, it'll be at Centennial and Fly Park. Um, and uh, unlike baseball, we don't, the one seed doesn't automatically go on from the district, you know, the regular season one seed. So it'll be whoever is in that championship game goes on to regions. Coach, you've been here as the, as the head coach for five years, but obviously you've been in the, in the district longer than that. Talk about how softball, especially from top to bottom, has really improved in WCS during your time here. Um, yeah, it's it's been really impressive. We have some very knowledgeable coaches with great experience um, kind of now compared to when I started um, in middle school years ago. Um, and and the, the pitching is so much better than it than it. I feel like so much better than it ever has been. Um, there's so many programs right now in our district that have pitchers that are you know going on to play at the next level. So it's been really fun to watch. Um, teams get better. Franklin is having a great year this year. Um, they've really improved a lot. Ravenwood is um, up, you know, compared to years past Centennial, Spring Hill. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting more and more 
competitive. I'm, I'm maybe a little bit excited that there's going to be less teams in the district next year. Um, moving on to postseason with just five teams to compete with instead of nine is going to be nice. Well, let's talk about that. That's something I was going to bring up later, but since you mentioned it, talk about the league change next year and what that's going to mean. Um, yeah, so nine teams in a district, it's a lot. It's a big district, and when you kind of look at into postseason, you're like, well, yeah, top two out of five is a lot easier to get here than top two out of nine. Um, so on the one hand, it's nice that it's going to be, you know, five teams, but, um, and I haven't looked at it super close, but I assume that the region game will be against the other Williamson County teams this year, which has not been the case in the past. So that's going to make it uh, more complex, to, you know, to move on from region. I feel like, um, going against, you know, someone that's, that's not within our district this year that typically has been. So, um, it's going to be different. I'm not sure if it's good or bad yet, but it's, it's definitely going to be different next year. Have you guys, and I know you're just in the, in the middle of your season and now the end of the, your season, so it's not a total focus right now, but have you guys talked about still playing the other Williamson County schools during the regular season that maybe aren't in your district so you can keep those natural rivals throughout the year? Have you gotten that far yet? You know, we really haven't talked about it. I just kind of assumed that we would. I have had like Springfield High School, they reached out and said, our district is shrinking, you know, considerably, you know, we'd love to add games with you guys next year, which ours will be the same. You know, this year we had 16 district games we had to get in. So it didn't leave a lot of room for non-district teams. So I have talked to coaches outside the district that want to add games now that previously, you know, weren't able to. Um, but we haven't talked about it within the district, but I'm sure that we will want to keep those rivalries going. Absolutely. No, don't want to wait until the, to the region tournament to match up with some WC yeah. schools. Cause those, that's one of the things that I, I think is so special about being here. Those rivalries we have within the County. Yeah. Yeah. It is really nice. Um, you know, and it's kind of fun being in middle school, we have those same teams that we rival with when I coach volleyball. It's like, oh, we're playing Paige today or Heritage today or Brentwood today. So um, we definitely, yeah, and we love those game days when we know we're playing our, you know, Indy, which is four miles down the road. It's, it's fun um, to kind of have that respect for the other team, but, but fight also. Coach, how do you think, uh, you know, once we get out of the district, and you talked about making it to the sectionals a couple of times. How do you feel like we match up not only your team, but the district in general at the region level and sectional level this year? Who, who are some of those teams uh, that will have to be on your radar if you're fortunate enough to keep playing beyond the district? I would say, um, and, you know, just from years past, it was, you know, Springfield and Henry County is who we have lost to in the past. Um, so those are two that, that I know of for sure, but we really haven't faced a lot of the teams um, in middle Tennessee this year. We played in a few tournaments, but we didn't end up kind of matched up against anybody that we'll probably see in sectionals. Um, you know, we, we put, got to play Clarksville um, in a tournament and um, they were obviously very competitive. Um, I, I, I think they still only have one loss. so. That's someone that when we were playing them, I said, this is, you know, this is a team we could see in state. Walker Valley, um, they're always super competitive. Um, 
they they beat us in Saudi. So I, we're hopeful that we get to face them again again on a better day. Um, Saudi Daisy is always a top program. So um, there's you know several teams that we've seen if even if we haven't gotten to play them that we hope to hope to be there at the end and facing you know fighting them again. Well, and you talk about our district, how competitive it is. And again, after the uh, the first round games, the, the, the individual schools will host, then it moves to Centennial. Centennial was a team you talked about that, hey, we had to scratch and fight to get that win. Well, you look up and they probably end up as the nine seed, but now you could be playing at their place. So that complicates it even more, I'm sure, if you, if you were to run into Centennial. Yeah, uh, the, you know, like you said, it's all, everyone's so close together right now that you try to look ahead and think, okay, we're playing the seven seed. Who's going to be the seven, you know, who's going to be the seven seed, but it could be anybody. Anybody could be the seven seed, depending on if we can get some games in the next few days. Um, but we did play Centennial at home last time. And I think it was zero, zero going into the fourth inning. And one of our girls who's never hit a home run, hit a home run to give us a two run lead. And then we were able to squeeze two more runs in um, kind of near the, the end of the game. So, um, you know, the, the game we played was at home. So that's good at their home. So we beat them at Centennial before, but yeah, it is nice to be the home team. We got to host a couple of years ago and it was great to, to get to play in front of our fans. Well, and it's great to, I've, I've been at several events this spring and several games. It's so nice. It, it, it I wouldn't say it feels totally normal, but it feels sort of normal this spring in terms of being outside and watching games. So that's exciting for your players. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, we love getting to play at home and um, because it's outside, it does feel a whole lot more normal than like coaching volleyball, you know, in the fall and still having everybody masked up and then making the announcements of, you know, wear your mask and all that. Softball does make it feel normal getting to play games again. Coach, let's talk about some of your players, and you, you've got some good ones. You know, something that stood out to me, and I feel like it's fairly unique, uh, a lot of the dominant softball teams, you'll see one dominant pitcher uh, throw most games. But if you take a look at uh, the, the two pitchers that you've mainly utilized, Elena Escobar, who signed with the University of North Alabama, Lily Kate Richards, if you take a look at their stats for Elena, uh, 1.12 ERA in the district, uh, she's thrown 53 innings. She's got an 11 and one record. And then you take a look at Lily Kate Richards, who's a junior, has an overall 2.032 ERA in the district. It's as low as 1.477, which is pretty darn low. But she has 42 innings pitched in district games. So if you take a look at those two young ladies, Elena, 53 innings, Lily Kate, 42 in district games, you obviously trust either one of them to get it done. Yeah, it's been really nice having both of them um, be able to compete and um, be successful on the mound this year. It definitely, uh, you feel like you can breathe a little bit easier in the dugout, knowing that if one of them's having an off day, the other one um, will, will, will be ready to go and jump in there. So it is really nice to have two pitchers that have ERAs that are all, almost under two for both of them. Um, that's been a, a huge bonus for us this year. You know, Lily Kate came in as a freshman pitching for us varsity, her and Taylor Penning. Um, we had Cheyenne Scott pitching too. Um, so Lily Kate uh, has come a long way um, maturing and growth and composure on the mound. So it's been really nice seeing her um, be able to get it, 
get it done this year um, with more confidence and composure. And then obviously adding Elena being able to pitch uh, varsity this year has been huge. And they both pitch so differently that it's, I feel like it would be for the teams playing against us, it would be hard to know which style of pitching to practice before playing us. Well, and that's, uh, you know, what a, what a treat for you as a coach, like you mentioned, depending on who the matchup, uh, Lily Kate may make more sense uh, or Elena might make more sense. So uh, that that's, you got to have coaches, not only in the district, but uh, even at the region and, and sectional and state level, they have to be pretty jealous of that because that's, I, again, for me, it's one of the first times I've seen that. Yeah, it, um, it is really nice. You know, Taylor Penning did a great job on the mound for us um, throughout her freshman year through, you know, through junior year too. Um, but her and LK had, had similar styles. And so um, while they were both successful, being able to have such vastly different styles has been really, really nice um, for us this year to kind of see who we're playing against and, and how we match up against their hitters. So that's been great for us this year to be able to utilize both of them. You've got Morgan Woodside who signed with Roan State. She's your senior shortstop, batting average of 329, nine RBIs on the season. Obviously, she's doing a great job at the plate, but that shortstop position, very, very important for your team defensively too. Oh, yeah. She she does a great job. She came in freshman year um, kind of thinking outfield maybe for her. She's a phenomenal outfielder, and we needed a shortstop, and we kind of looked at Caitlin, her sister, KK Woodside. We had looked at her at shortstop, but she's phenomenal at third, so you hate to move her from there. So we put um, Morgan at shortstop as a freshman and had KK kind of scoot over and help her help her a little bit with that five, six hole as she figured out the shortstop position. But she has been phenomenal there for us um, since her freshman year. And, and obviously that's a position, you know, if you don't have a great shortstop, it's hard to go far. Um, and so Lily Kate, her style of pitching brings a lot of ground balls to the infield. So having, um, we have Dixie Corbin playing third base and Morgan at shortstop and they kind of um, have talked about how it's hard to get the ball through the grass on the two of them through that five, six hole right there with them there. And then you've got Hannah Sunberg, uh, your senior catcher. She missed some games earlier in the year. Obviously another very important position defensively. Uh, she's hitting 429 in district play, 353 overall. She only has 34 at bats, but 11 RBIs in those 34 at bats. So I know you were excited to get her back and playing for your team. Yeah, we are so excited to have her back. But with her being out, we had to pull our third baseman to catch um, and then pull our center fielder to, you know, to third base who hadn't played third base. And so our defense has been very different throughout the season. Um, we have Ashlyn Easley, who you know, I was just mentioning, she's a freshman. Um, in my mind, she was going to be center field, but she has started at third base, first base, second base, basically whatever infielder's out. I'm like, Ashlyn, it's infield today for you again. Surprise. So um, having Hannah back behind the plate is awesome. She's thrown out some, some quick runners this year. She's picked several girls off. She's very confident um, at bat. Like she hasn't struck out any this year, not one time. And, um, her, even when she isn't getting on, 
she hits the ball so hard. It's it's always like a line shot. So I'm like, just keep hitting it hard, it'll fall. Um, but her bat is equally as impressive as her ability behind the plate. So she was a great addition this year, moving in this year. Abby O'Reilly, senior outfielder, hitting 388, uh, 21 runs scored. Uh, again, another senior stepping up for you. Yes, we, uh, Abby has been very impressive this year. She actually spent most of the fall slapping from the left side. And um, when we came back, kind of from Christmas break, I uh, talked to her about maybe switching back and to right side. And she'd kind of done both the previous year. So um, she switched to right-handed one day at practice and we hit live that day and she hit great. And she hasn't gone to the left side since. And she has been awesome for us as a leadoff. I mean, she's like your dream leadoff batter. She makes contact. You know, she doesn't strike out a lot. She puts the ball in play. She doesn't hit a lot of pop flies, so she's putting the ball on ground and making you get her out. She also has good will, so she can beat out, you know, some of those infield grounders to shortstop. Um, and she's, again, super confident. So when she steps in the box, she's believing she's going to get on base. So she's been huge for us this year because that was one of the unknowns. Mia Apple had been our leadoff hitter for, for you know, the whole time that she had been there. So I was racking my brain trying to figure out who was going to be that, take that leadoff spot. And so Abby has been very, very successful for us this year. Love watching her do, do her job. And then you've got Ashlyn Easley, who's only a freshman. Uh, utility is a great way to describe her. She's your starting center fielder, but she's also started at first, second, and third, depending on uh, uh, other players being out. She's yeah. hitting 417. Yeah. RBIs, 14 or 15 runs scored. Listen, coach, those are some special stats for anyone, especially a freshman. Yeah, Ashlyn is a is a rare thing for a freshman to come in, um, you know, confident. Like you have to come in confident, knowing that you belong on the varsity field. You know, with the nine seniors that we have this year. So for one, um, she had to come in confident. I I had watched her play middle school softball um so i knew what she was capable of and I, I i joke that i've been waiting for three years for her to become a high schooler as i've watched her as a sixth grader seventh grader eighth grader um so i knew what she could do um and so yeah she's been super impressive and she's a great team player i mean i know she would rather be in center field every single game but she's yet to tell me that when i'm like how do you feel about third base today and she's like coach i'll do it i'll do my best um, so each time I present her with a new challenge, her answer is always the same. Coach, I'll do my best. I'm like, have you played there before? Coach, I'll do my best. Um, so she's been a huge asset to our program to be able to come in um, defensively, play anywhere on the field. Um, and then obviously, offensively, she's been phenomenal. She um, was our cleanup batter or is our cleanup batter right now. Hannah was um, the cleanup batter. And, uh, and when she went out with an injury, we moved Ashlyn there. And she's, again, very been very successful. Not necessarily a home run hitter, but she makes contact and, and hits the ball hard and makes things happen for us. Well, great attitude she has. It's obvious by uh, what you talk about with Ashlyn that uh, I know you got those nine seniors, but as you move forward next year and beyond, that she's going to be one of those leaders for you as well with that kind of attitude. Yeah, she definitely is. Um, what our focus from two years ago was number one, that we, I want every person on our team to be a great teammate. 
And that means, you know, sacrificing your desires for what the team needs. And so I feel like she, um, she displays that well. She's a great teammate stepping in wherever it needs to, what, whatever needs to be done that day, whatever job it is, she's willing to do it and to do it with a good attitude. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I love her. I love that she's a great teammate and the fact that she's so talented and a great teammate makes her very special. Coach, postseason getting started. What's it going to take for your team to advance not only beyond the district and beyond? What are some keys for that happening? Um, I, I'd say keys, you know, the number one thing is we've got to all be on the same team, keep the drama away. Um, and, and the, you know, our bats have gone up and down a little bit throughout the year. So um, we've got to be confident when we step in the box, make adjustments to the different pitching that we see. Um, and then just kind of putting it all together, which we have done at various points throughout the year. Um, but keeping, keeping the bats hot is always awesome in postseason. The pitchers have done a great job this year getting their job done on the mound. Um, so we're just looking to kind of put it all together, stay on the same team. Um, if everybody, we talked about it this week at practice, it's that point in, this, in the year where you're like, you know, you're excited about postseason, but you're also excited about summer. So just um, kind of refocusing in on everybody doing their job, even if your job right now is just cheering in the dugout or knowing where the where the T's are for warmups. Um, just everybody kind of accepting their role at this time and be willing to do whatever the team needs from you that day. Coach, uh, my prediction is you're going to have a nice postseason. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us, and good luck moving forward. Well, thank you guys very much. I was honored to get to ask to do this today, and we're sure hoping that postseason goes well for us. Thank you. Good luck, Coach, and we appreciate our audience out there joining us for the Coaches Show. We'll see you next time.